John of All Trades Podcast, episode 331. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And whoo boy, I got a good one for you today. That's right. Fresh off winning the Stanley Cup, holding a victory parade here in Denver, of which he was a part, I've got Avalanche radio play-by-play announcer, Connor McGahee. Now, Connor, I met through Reed Saunders. And Reed has just been an incredible resource on this show of feeding people to me, of connecting. He and I just, we have a rapport. We're pals. It's a delight because he is not only insanely talented at what he does, but an absolute ray of sunshine. So so I asked him, I'm like, hey, I've had some of my listeners be like, I would love it if you talked to Connor McGahee. And so I go, do you know him? And do you think he'd do it? And hook me up. And he goes, sure. So he sends an email connecting us real quick. Connor responds almost instantaneously, and the funny part is, that was like months ago. We never got our schedules to align, but once they finally completed their run to the cup, and I listen to Connor so much in my driveway, my kids are out riding their bikes, I'm just out there listening to the Avs steamroll through the playoffs with his calls. He is so good and so fun to listen to that after they won the cup, I go, hey man, you got time? And he goes, sure, how about Friday? It was the day after the parade. And so I could not be more thrilled with how timely this is. Now, I will say he didn't have a ton of time, so talked to him for approximately 20 to 25 minutes. But in that time, we covered a lot. We talked about what I perceive to be a high degree of difficulty of calling the NHL on the radio. Connor happens to disagree. That's probably why he's so damn good at it. Secondly, we talk about how I'd actually met him once before. He was doing like in-game entertainment for the Colorado Rapids. The company I used to work for had a sponsorship deal with them, so I met him just a couple of times. He was nice. But I'm like, how do you navigate your way through this sports entertainment world? I'm not talking about wrestling, but like in-game entertainment, play-by-play, doing stuff at the professional level. Very competitive. How do you get ahead? And then third, we just talked about the abs. I mean, what a dream come true. What a great season. What an amazing playoffs. And I'm not going to belabor this any further. But I will say, if you're new here, if you haven't heard my show before, no matter what podcatcher you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you get your pods, if there's an opportunity to rate, please take a second, leave us a rating. If you can take a couple more seconds, just drop a couple of notes on what you like about the show in a review. And then hit that subscribe button. Brand new episodes will come directly to you. They're released every Wednesday. I do episode previews on Monday. That's on Facebook only. The handle there is J-O-A-T-Pod. But thank you for being here. Cannot wait to bring this episode to you. Episode 331 of the John of All Trades podcast features Connor McGahee, the play-by-play radio announcer for the Colorado Avalanche. He is an awesome dude, and his episode starts right now. How are you feeling after yesterday? Because I saw you at the parade, and you had a great (laughs) ad lib uh, of... There's reports of lightning in the area. <laughs> We're not going to let that get in the way of this celebration, just like we didn't let it get in the way of the cup. I thought that was fabulous. How are you feeling? Uh, I, I'm feeling good. I mean, it was uh, 
It, it was interesting because they sent out a uh, uh, an emergency alert, so everyone's phone went off at the same time with the like the severe weather that you that we've all gotten before with the the emergency alert system. Yeah, and and so they're 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 trying to say, hey, you know, lightning's in the area. We might want to hurry this up a little bit, and uh, so that was my way of uh, del- <laughs> delivering that message, but. Uh, Went over well, which I was which I was happy with. Well, so this is Connor McGahey, the play-by-play radio announcer for the Avalanche, and you have so many other hats too. You're the public address announcer for the Broncos. Uh, are you still working with DU? Um, not necessarily. I, the, the last event I I hosted the uh, the their championship ceremony oh, when nice. they won the uh, the NCAA national championship uh, 2022. By the way. Denver, Colorado has now the high school champions, yep. the East Angels, the NCAA champions, yeah, DU, and now the Stanley Cup champions. So uh, we might need to rethink that hockey town moniker for a- any any time we can stick it to Detroit. I'm going to be a okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, so I've been listening to you because my kids really like to ride bikes after after dinner and stuff. So I'll I'll throw nice. on altitude streaming. And I'll just listen via this little Bluetooth speaker, and I'm broadcasting it to my neighborhood, too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like the Blues Brothers stealing that speaker and putting it on the top of the car and driving around. Exactly. You've nailed it. (laughs) Um, And frequently, I'm out there on my rollerblades just rolling around. Oh, you're a rollerblade guy. Nice. (laughs) Hey, you got it. I used to push the jogging stroller on rollerblades, and you get a lot of looks from people with that. It's fun. Oh, you ain't kidding. Uh, um, But... As I'm listening to you, and I think most people would agree, it sounds like play-by-play calling hockey on the radio feels like it has the highest degree of difficulty. Am I off base in that? Is that true? I mean, you've done so many different things in terms of announcing and in-game entertainment. Tell me about the degree of difficulty in doing that. You know, it sounds like a dive at the Olympics, a high degree of difficulty. <laughs> um, but you know what, John? I just think that it, it depends on who it is because I've said to... Jack Corrigan and Jerry Schimmel, who do the Rockies, yep. um, that I view their job as much more difficult and that they are suited much more for that because they are uh, they are better researchers, they are better storytellers, uh, because there's so much downtime, uh, obviously, in between pitches, uh, when you have pitching changes, that sort of thing. And now that you have video review applied in baseball, there's a lot more time and air that needs to be filled. Now, what I like about hockey is the fact that it's pretty much all action on the, all the time. And, and on the radio, it is, there's just so much for you to try and, and fill people's ears yeah. and imaginations with. So I would rather have that, and I am better suited for that than, um, than baseball. But like I said, I, I think that that is baseball, football, games that have action and then slow back down, I always think that that is harder to do than hockey because... Well, it's slightly different muscles, right? Well, I think so. But but again, you just have to, you know, with hockey, you're just worried about the action all the time. And getting the right amount of details, the pertinent information in, I just think that there's a whole different and more amazing skill set, really, to do some of those other sports. But I I love doing hockey. I I feel like... uh, I've had some good opportunities to do it. And like I said, that 
it, it seems to have suited me a little bit more. Well, it certainly seems to because if you go on Twitter and you're into hockey Twitter at all, the calls that you do are frequently oh, retweeted. And uh, people love it, man. And so I, I saw one, because I follow you on Twitter, where I think it was the Kadri goal in uh, game four, <laughs> where no. I, you, you responded to someone and they're like, I, you know, I want to hear... I want to hear Connor's call on this. And you go, it's not great. But I listened to it. It's not great. But here's the thing. You were like a surrogate for the rest of us because no one knew what happened. Yeah. Like, except for that one fan, if you've seen that shot of that one fan Mm -hmm. in the crowd. They knew. But do any, like, you said it's not great, which I think you're being a little bit hard on yourself. But are are there times, do you listen to it back? You know, how how self-critical are you? Um, You know, I, I just... The way I view this, I, I guess, is, is how it, it comes across is we're reacting along with everybody else. So that's maybe why if if you have a maybe a professional standard, it's not the greatest. But if you have a real standard as far as authenticity, then it may be right up there. The other way, Lekkonen just off the bench. Quickly ahead. Now some Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? It did. It did go in. It did? It did. We it won. did. He scores! Nazem Kadri! Yeah. The Kadri man can! I didn't see it, but they did! I don't believe it! Kadri into the lineup. He gets the overtime winner! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Kadri with a move towards the net. Nobody in the world, including yours truly, knew that it went in. Underneath the arm of Vasilevsky. Oh, yeah. It sticks in the top of the net. That's what happened. It sticks in the top of the net. It's top shelf. The Avalanche will go back to the Mile High City with a chance to win their third Stanley Cup. And and, and it wasn't just me because I, I saw Chris Cuthbert from Hockey Night in Canada afterwards. I saw E.J. Raddick, uh, who was doing the international feed with Kevin Weeks for NHL Network, and they both said, did you screw that up too? And I said, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it, it happened to all of us in the moment, and just because we were the home broadcast, and it, it was a nice surprise when we found out that the puck actually <laughs> went in the net, that that was the authentic reaction. Yeah. And I, I just I would rather be authentic than than have this idea that you have to just fall into this cookie cutter all the time. And I, right. I, I've said that, that that's what everyone is, is probably feeling at home. And that's what we feel too. And I, I hope that, uh, that everybody appreciates that. Yeah, I, I think they do. I'm going to be delicate in the way that I ask this question, because I don't want to put you in a tough spot, but because this is your employer we're talking about, but with the dispute between Comcast um, and I think there's one other provider and Altitude Network, you know, preventing a lot of fans from seeing the Avs on TV. Do you think one of the unintended consequences of that is an elevation of your profile? Uh, I mean, possibly. First of all, it's if you if you really dive into it, it's it is. Well, put it this way: I, I just think that people like to ingest the even when they're able to watch the games on TV. Mm-hmm. They've been uh, we've been lucky enough to to have people say that we like listening to your call, which is a huge honor for 
for us. Uh, and when I say us, I mean everyone at Altitude Sports Radio. Uh, Peter McDab, who was able to join me for oh, for who I love. He's the absolute best, the absolute best, Peter McNabb. His demeanor and his knowledge and everything is is absolutely perfect. And it was it was great to have him there. But, you know, I, I think there's something to be said. If you're just watching along and you don't have any dog in the fight, then you can listen to national commentary. And they are some of the best in the world. They really sure. are. But if you do want some home flavor, and I do this sometimes, too. Like, I'll uh, earlier these playoffs, I would watch the game on TV and then just... On the NHL app, I'd call up the the radio broadcast and listen in just to see how it is. And we've gotten a lot of that, um, sure. which is a great compliment to, and an honor for us uh, that that people have uh, really enjoyed it to that point. Well, Connor, to your point, you're a Colorado native like I am. I, I'm sure you grew up with a lot of people who would watch the Broncos on TV turn the TV sound all the way down and listen to Larry Zimmer on the radio. Yeah, Larry Zimmer, Bob Martin before right. that. Now uh, Dave, Dave Logan. Logan. Yep, exactly. And and this is, it's, again, this is not a new concept. You know, people have been doing it. I, I talked to somebody who, who lives way out and, and they don't have cable service. They only have rabbit ears still. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, the game was on ABC. Technically, you could get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, But he said that the video feed wasn't the greatest, so they just he just flipped on the radio, and that's how he enjoyed the Stanley Cup final. Um, but, again, this is something that goes back a long time, was talking to somebody else who grew up in Philadelphia. And they would watch the Phillies on TV, but they would turn on the great Harry Callis. Um, oh, yeah. And listen to his call. Harry Callis, long time, he's, he's now passed on, but long time play-by-play man for the Phillies. So it was also a voice of NFL Films. Um, I loved his voice as NFL films, those Steve so Sable good, productions. Right? My God. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Harry Callis did it for, for a long, long time. And, uh, but, but again, the 1980 World Series, for example, that's how the people would watch on TV and they would listen to, to Harry Callis. So, again, yeah. it's, it's about hometown flavor, I think. And it's something that we've done, that I've done for a long time. And I think a lot of people have. And again, it's just a a privilege for me to be in that position to bring the information and the the results uh, to the people, really. Well, I'm I'm a podcaster, college radio guy. I got a soft spot for radio no matter what. And when it comes (laughs) to the Avs, I mean, I grew up listening to Mike Haynes. And Mike Haynes was always just terrific. I know he switched over to TV, but Mike Haynes started on the radio, am I right? Yes, yes, and, he did. And so you're you're carrying on that very high level of quality when it comes to radio play by play for the Avalanche, and I I mean I think the product is second to none. You guys do a phenomenal job. I appreciate that, John. Thank you very much. Mark Mosier uh, has set the bar extremely high, and uh, it was tough to come in right after that. He made a similar yeah, move. He was great to TV, uh, but uh, Moj, one of the all time greats in my opinion too, at calling play by play, especially for hockey. So. Um, that's why it's, uh, it, it's always a high bar, and that's the goal every night to, to keep it there. Absolutely. So this is going to be a bit of a self-indulgent question, but we met briefly, and I alluded to this in the email. i got to give a shout-out to Reed Saunders for hooking us up, <laughs> um, who is just one of the best people walking around. I, I adore that Could guy. not agree more. <laughs> he, he, nobody, I mean, there are, <laughs> you know the people that you just belly laugh with all the time? Oh, yeah. And, He's one of those for me. We just we just are we cackle like hyenas every time that we're either hanging out together, working Broncos games, or playing golf. He's 
a spectacular human. Well, because he's your backup for the uh, Broncos PA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we sort of have a, uh, a two PA system going where I, I do most of the football stuff and he'll do a lot of the promo things. But if I'm away with the abs, then, yeah. then he, he's able to slide right in there and does a, just a spectacular job. Really he, good. He's, yeah, he's very, very talented as well. But in my email to you, it was it was a lifetime ago for both of us. You were doing in-game entertainment for the Avs, or not for the Avs, for the Rapids. My company was a sponsor for the Rapids. We sponsored the like halftime CNG car race on the <laughs> on the big screen. Yeah, that was like nine hundred years ago. Yeah, indeed, at, at least. <laughs> um, but I told you that. So, like, I'm you know I'm the guy representing corporate. I have to go down there. We have employees and you know the, the contestants and whatever. You shake hands with them. You give them a bag of swag. Whatever, but you and I were just kind of BSing down there. I'm like, you know, like this guy seems just cool as hell. And so I was curious, you know, the path in working in sports is obviously very competitive. You start kind of doing in game entertainment for the Rapids, a great team, great organization, but sort of, you know, not at the top of people's consciousness in Denver. How do you work your way up and go through that system? Uh, my philosophy was always to say yes to everything. Um, to be honest, it didn't matter what it was, any opportunity, whether it was on air or not, um, because I, I showed up at the university of Denver and started asking to just announce whatever sports they could, because I'd done it in high school and they kind of looked at me funny, but they said, okay, we have some availability for women's lacrosse and other things. And I would just do it and had some openings to run in-game replay and, and video for for DU at Magnus Arena, did that too. And and so it didn't matter what opportunity was there. If I had one, I said yes to it. And I didn't want to take anything for granted and just wanted to to work hard and see if that would take me to where I wanted to go. And that that will always be my uh, philosophy. Yeah. And I, enjoy, I have enjoyed every step of the way, whether it's working Avalanche in-game, Rapids in-game. Uh, I mean, I was a field producer for the Rapids and, and Avalanche before I even did anything uh, in arena and in stadium. Um, and But I was able to bring an idea to both the Avs and the Rapids about doing an in-stadium uh, pregame and intermission or halftime show, and that and that seemed like a good idea at the time. And so I was able to create some of my own opportunities just by, That's awesome. by bringing that, that up and asking. So, uh, like I said, the... Just saying yes to, to every opportunity, I think, is 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 one of the keys, especially in this business. Well, the, the, my whole animating principle with this show and my life is just work hard and be nice to people. And hundred percent, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, so even just in our brief interaction on the field, like that sticks with me. I remember it, you know, <laughs> because um, and and the best part was I emailed you about it, and your response was perfect. You're like, how could I forget? You know, like another uh, another corporate <laughs> suit, you know, in, in a parade of them. But the fact that you could just take a minute, be present, and leave that impression on me when I when we meet for the first time face-to-face, that lingers, right? And so you, you build this thing a brick at a time, and so you, what you described is exemplary of that. Well, I, I appreciate that, John, very much. And, again, another philosophy is, is to, to treat everybody as well as, as you can. It doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't doesn't matter when it is. Just treat everybody well, and it's a pretty pretty simple principle. It doesn't matter whether it's uh, in professional life or, or passing somebody at the grocery store. Just treat everybody as well as you can. And again, that's always been 
one of the one of the core principles for me. Yeah, and I, I think you'll find success. I ha- I know we don't have a ton of time, so I want to ask you two other questions. One, this life in sports, this life you know, uh, working when other people are enjoying themselves because people go to avalanche games and, you know, they're, they're winding down. They're having fun. You're on the clock at that point. How do you come down after a game? Like, how, and, and what's that like for you? How do you, how do you sort of handle self-care and not get burned out when you're working when everyone else is having fun? Yeah, but it's, it's not working, is it? <laughs> I suppose not, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like work by any stretch of the imagination. But you're right. It is emotional, yeah, whether it's a win or a loss. Um, and that's actually one thing I've I've learned from this Colorado Avalanche team and Jared Bednar is never too high or too low, right down the middle, and that will lead you in the in the right direction, and, and you're not going to get burned out. And so, but I, I think rest is always important too, and whether that's uh, on a road trip at home, spending time with family, when you're Calling an avalanche game, let's be honest, it's, it is not work. <laughs> it, is, it, it is pure joy. It's what you want to do, right? I mean, exactly. It, yeah. Exactly. And we are in the business of joy. And if, if we can bring that joy to people, then that's, that's never going to feel like work uh, at any time. Well, especially this year. Yeah, no kidding. My, my other question <laughs> is, uh, some years back, I grew up a Chicago Cub fan because my parents are from Chicago. Um, we, we didn't get the Rockies until I was like 11 or 12 years old. Some of the players got a little salty with Steve Stone and I think it was at the time Chip Carey about some of their analysis. I'm curious, what kind of feedback do you get from the team, if any? And where do you sort of, is there a distinction for you from where you're calling the action and editorializing? Because, you know, you, you editorialize about calls like, I'm not sure that was a good call. Etc. Whatever. How do you handle that? Uh, the best advice I ever got along those lines was from surprise, surprise, Peter McNabb. Sure. Um, who got the advice from his father, Max McNabb, uh, Stanley Cup champion with the Detroit Red Wings, former general manager uh, in the National Hockey League, uh, AHL as well. But what he told Peter, he said, when when Peter had retired and he was entering broadcast, he said, if you criticize the play and not the player, then you're going to be fine. Ah, yes. And and so uh, I try and avoid that altogether. It is not my job to do that. My job is to call the play-by-play, and if you have an analyst, they analyze, because I have played zero games in the National Hockey League. (laughs) I played zero games of anywhere close to professional hockey. That is not not my job. I'm a deliverer of information, and, and that is it. And I I try and keep the editorializing to a minimum. And again, especially when it comes to players on on both sides, you you just imagine that their family could be listening. And that's another good way to to keep it in between the rails. But I always thought that was the perfect piece of advice when it comes to this. If you criticize the play and not the player, then you're going to be in good shape. Yeah. 100%. Okay, last question. Um, I have a sentimental favorite moment from this cup run. I'll share it with you, but do you, do you have one that stands out? (sighs) I mean, there, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a a billion of them. It was such a fun run. It was, I mean, uh, Peter Baugh of the athletic and I, uh, just did the top 16 goals of, of the postseason. I just read that a ranking system. Oh, what'd you think? Do you agree with number one? Uh, well, I mean, it's, or no. it's, it's well, okay. I won't hear my feelings. No, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's hard to argue with number one because it was Helm, yeah. right? 
Yeah, it was the Helm goal, game six. That was St. Louis. That was incredible. And also, I really, I got to give some props to the St. Louis uh, organist or whoever's running the music because they had an organ version of Gail's A B C D E F U ready to go. Um, that's playing. <laughs> I, didn't the, even, I didn't even remember that. That's, so that's extraordinary. Watch, watch the footage. You'll hear it in the back, and you go, "Is that A B C D E F U?" <laughs> that's perfect. The car is there behind his own net. Maybe a last opportunity here in the third. Eric Johnson dishes the pass to the near side. Helm shoots. Scores! Can you believe it? 4.9 seconds left. And that might be the series clincher. Wow. Absolute dagger by the Avalanche here in the dying seconds of this third period. You're thinking for sure this is going overtime. It's Eric Johnson. Because, like, if you get it, you get it. Um, I do. It's that sly and brilliant all at the same time. Amazing. And it was an organist, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's brilliant. My, so, uh, yeah, do you, is, is it that one? Is it Helm? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's hard not to have it be when the clock hits zero. Yeah. Six versus <laughs> Tesla, right? I mean, that's the, the first Stanley Cup that you're truly a part of. And that they uh, and that team has earned, and you're so happy for them in that moment. And it, it, it's hard for it not to to be that. I mean, there are so many other. I, I said the other day there are so many fairy tale moments that led to a fairy tale ending over the last 55 days for this team. And I, I, I have a laundry list because it, it was just a really special run, obviously, to be a part of and I'm blessed to to be here and it, it's it's it could really be the whole thing if I'm being honest. Mine uh I will share with you mine. It's the Kadri game. Yeah. Um, Hattrick? Yeah the hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. The that just after what he dealt with from some some fans <laughs> oh, who yeah. were very, very out of line to go back and just rise above it and really just man, he he stuck it to him and it was it was a yeah. thing of beauty. He had so many neat storylines throughout the season, yeah. throughout the playoffs. I mean, that obviously takes the cake. But then he's got an injury that is supposed to be – have him out between six and eight weeks, and he's back in two weeks. Yeah. And he comes back and he scores the game-winning the, the game goal that we already talked yeah. about in game four to, to put the ads of 3-1. A just an amazing year for him. And like I always said about Nazem Kadri – it's not easy to not reinvent yourself, but change how you're perceived. And he was able to do that in a major way. So really happy for him uh, here during this playoff run. Amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, Connor, this was an enormous pleasure. Uh, I know oh, pleasure is mine, John. Thank you. you you've got to be, uh, you, you, I'm, I'm certain you have tons of obligations. Do you have any, do you have any downtime coming up? Yes, I do. All right. Good for you. Um, where can people find you? This is a part on the show where we do plugs. Feel free to plug anything you like. Um, I mean, if if you really are that bored and uh, you have nothing else to do or look at or see if possibly you're a masochist, at Connor McGahey on Twitter. That's it. <laughs> One N. That's it. C-O-N-O-R-M-C-G-A-H-E-Y. It is uh, an extremely Irish handle you have there. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it, if only I threw, uh, you know, 
the uh, the middle name in there, which I won't give you, but it's okay. also Irish. It's also <laughs> Irish. It's just if we wanted to put it way over the, the top, but it does it doesn't need it, as it, you can see. <laughs> Understood. I uh, I have a couple of friends like this. Well, Connor, I'll tell you what. I can't wait to hear you back on the radio, hearing you at Bronco games, hearing you wherever you may pop up. Uh, it's it's been a pleasure to get to connect with you, and I wish you nothing but continued success. Well, again, the pleasure is mine, John. Thanks for uh, reaching out, and thanks to uh, everyone for listening. Always appreciate you very much. And that'll do it for episode 331 of the John of All Trades podcast featuring Connor McGahee, radio play-by-play announcer for the Colorado Avalanche. What a fun episode. What a cool guy. I love his work. What a thrill to get to feature him here. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. I do training, content, engagement. All types of PR is under those three umbrellas. And podcasting. In addition to this show, I produce six others. So, if you have a podcast idea, hit me up. The email is jon at deftcom.us. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Our sponsor is 4Degrees. The number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, 4Degrees can help you do it better. Whether it's an email campaign, social media marketing, online advertising, or just trying to reach people where they are, 4Degrees will create a strategy Get your message in front of the people who need to see it most. So good at what they do. Proud to feature them as my sponsor. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. J-O-A-T pod is my handle on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Facebook is the only place for exclusive episode previews. Those go up on Mondays or sometimes Tuesdays in the case of a holiday like this week. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Pod catchers everywhere. Back in the swing of things, I got a good crew of guests lined up here. We'll bring the content to you. Thank you for listening. Go abs, turn the lights out, carry me home, and until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.